God carries a lot of wisdom and knowledge of the word of God and I know that he prays and seeks God and I know he has prepared earnestly for tonight getting ready to minister and preach the word we appreciate him very much we love him on behalf of Pastor Ron and myself we just want to say we appreciate him and his ministry so very much I encourage you tonight to give him your undivided attention as I say, give him some support amens and some smiles. Let me tell you something. I can testify to the fact that this right here is, is one of the greatest congregations to get to preach to. I have taken pulpits before and I stood there and it's like awkward. <laughs> but Rodney Pike is always a pleasant wonderful church to get to preach in front of and I ask you to give Romy that very support tonight so without further ado would you put your hands together and welcome to this pulpit Romy Swanson hallelujah good to see you here today all of you You may be wondering why I wear the mask all the time. You may be wondering why I get the privilege of Micah wiping off my microphone before he hands it to me. But there's a reason for that. I'm under a, a doctor's care because back in November, I'm just going to take a minute and, and share a little bit on this because I could take a long time. But. Now that I was ignoring my wife telling me to go to the doctor, uh, I, threw, I thought I knew best. So finally she convinced me to go. And uh, what I thought was a sinus infection turned out to be a blood problem. And so I was hospitalized. I don't know how much you pay attention to your blood platelets. I mean, to me, I, I didn't pay much attention to it. But by the time I, I was placed into my room, my platelets, which are supposed to be between 150,000 and 400,000, were down to 2,000. So I, I told Pastor, you know, either I was dumb, didn't understand what was happening, or God shielded me from it. God was presence was mighty there in that room when they came in and gave me that news and told me had I had I gotten a scratch had I cut myself in any way if I developed an internal bleeding there'd be no way that they could stop the bleeding and I would have died but thankful to God God had other plans hallelujah and uh, so when they, when they began telling me how critical I was, I laid there in the bed, and I listened to what they said. They told me I couldn't brush my teeth, I couldn't shave, I couldn't get out of the bed. They had to put padding on the, things, the strips, things they pulled up on your bed, that pad that up. And they told me to not get out of the bed unless a nurse was with me to escort me to the bathroom. 
because they did not want me to fall. That was in November. They diagnosed me with what's called ITP, which means they really don't know what the problem was other than the fact that my immune system was eating up my platelets. So it was a war going on between my immune system and the platelets. And he told me that in my, one of my meetings I had with Dr. Hamid that I would be dealing with this most likely the rest of my life. Now we know God's a healer, right? We know he's the healer. And I'm a strong believer in the healing, in spiritual healing. I believe, I believe very much that I could be healed instantaneously. I could be healed while I'm walking here. But when I questioned God about it, sitting right there, in where I usually sit, and pastor was ministering, I know the Holy Spirit knew that was on my heart. And he spoke to me, and he told me, Romy, yes. He said, I want you to, my, my message to you in regards to the platelet deals is the same as I told Paul. My grace is sufficient for you. So, you know, God's got a part. Holy Spirit's got a part. I have a part. And I don't want to place myself into a place where, because my immune system is low, of catching anything from anyone. Forget about the COVID thing. I'm, talk I'm talking about a, a snotty nose. A slight cold. I have to be careful about that. So I, I wanted to explain that to you before I got in. And one other thing I wanted to make mention. You'll notice that I have a brand new pair of white tennis shoes on my feet. That was at the insistence of my wife because she got tired of looking at my sloppy ones. They were falling apart. And in one toe area on the right foot, there's a hole there. I was really fond of those tennis shoes. But, huh? Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Are you really happy to be here? Did you come? Did you come with a happy smile on your face? Yeah. I did. Amen. But you know, God is so good. God is so good, and you know, he has so much for his children, and we really don't know the fullness. We know a little bit about what he has for us. So, I want to thank you for being here, being here, and if you don't mind, bow your heads. I'm going to pray a prayer. Father God, may your spirit be alive in and through me. Give me the strength to allow him to take me into the baptism of fire once again in my life. May I truly see with Jesus' eyes and love with your love. Give me the strength to spread your love to those I worship with and everyone I come in contact with. May I once again become sensitive to the leading of the move of the Holy Spirit. May I allow myself to be used by you to reach others with the words 
you place in my heart. Tonight I pray for each one present to have eyes to see and ears to hear what you will have the Holy Spirit speak through me. Give them clear understanding and may they begin in their lives to truly not only hear with spiritual ears, but also begin walking out in their lives your words to them. In Jesus' name I pray, and I give him praise and honor and glory. Honey, can I have my water? Another thing that comes with this stuff is dry mouth. Either that or all of medicine. Now I'm going to share with you a bunch of scriptures. I don't know about you, but I, I am challenged by the Word of God. I want to know, you know where you read those scriptures where it says, therefore, I want to know why it's there. You know? So that means I have to go above, right? To understand why therefore is there. I have learned so much the last month when I started doing the teachings. I, I had no idea I would be speaking. It was way before that, so it wasn't because I knew I would be speaking. And, you know, the Holy Spirit took me in so many different directions that I have about five teachings, but, and I had to choose one area or combine some of them. I want to I draw your attention to some words that Jesus said. You know, you know Jesus' words are the ones in the red letters, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Word of God is a spiritual book. This is a spiritual book written to spiritual beings us by a spiritual being. Whether you know it or not, you are a spiritual being. You're more spiritual than you are a human, according to the Word of God. We got a new heart, we got a new spirit, and we have the Holy Ghost in our life. So, the only thing that's left is the flesh, the body which is human. It has to be human in order for us to exist upon the earth, by the way. That's why Jesus had to take on a body. One of the reasons. It takes spiritual eyes to understand the Bible. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but it does. It's, it, it is a spiritual word. It's alive. And the only way you can get any understanding out of the word that's going to change your life is for you to understand it is a spiritual word to you. And it's not only a spiritual word, but it's God's breath of life in those words. They are anointed by God. And they, if, if we don't understand that, then the problem with a lot of us has been, I know with my problem, was that 
I lived all those lives all, all, in the past with trying to understand the Word of God, Micah, with my, with this, with human understanding. And there's no way with human understanding you can understand the Word of God. It is a spiritual thing. I, I know the challenge that I had with some of the things that Jesus said and instructed us with. You know, you have eyes to see and ears to hear. Why did he say it? Why did he say you have eyes to see and ears to hear? There's a reason why he said He said a whole bunch. I read one, one, one minister said it was in the Bible 15 times in the New Testament when he said you have eyes to hear. I mean ears to hear. <laughs> a little bit of humor there. Uh, but in Matthew 15, I mean Matthew 11:15, he said these words: "He who has eyes to hear, let him hear." Matthew 13:9, "He who has ears to hear, let him hear." Matthew 13:13, 13, 13, "Seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand." In Matthew 15, 10, hear and understand. Mark 4, verse 9, and he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Mark 4, 23, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. That was, that was a word given after the parable of the sower. Now, there's a thing about that too, but Mark 7, 14, hear me, everyone, and understand. These are the words of Jesus, not mine. Okay? If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Mark 7, 16. Mark 8, 18, having eyes, do you not see? And having ears, do you not hear? Now that was when he was speaking to his disciples. After he fed the 4,000, 5,000. And they were, they were concerned more about whether or not they had enough bread and that Jesus may be concerned about that. And they totally missed it in regards to what he was teaching about the parable of the sower. Okay, now see, we can totally miss the word of God. Pastor can get up here Sunday after Sunday. Micah can get up here Sunday after Sunday. And we sit there with our human understanding and trying to understand what he's saying. But we can walk out of here just like we came because we're not listening with spiritual ears. We've got to have spiritual ears, folks. We're not going to be ready for the return of Christ until we begin having spiritual ears. And another thing, we're never going to be ready for him until we start acting on the words that he speaks and has anointed to us. In James, he talks very sternly about the fact that you've got to do the Word of God. You've got to act it out. It doesn't do us any good for any preacher to get up here, any teacher to get up here, any exhorter to get up here and speak to you 
and you go out of here and never apply it in your life what they said. It doesn't do us any good to read the Word of God. We can get all excited about it. We can even run the aisles, shout hallelujah, dance. We can do all of that. But unless it changes our life, it's not alive within us. And it's time that we, as a body of believers, begin living what is being taught to us and what's in the Word of God. And believing and understanding that it's Jesus speaking to us. Not our neighbor. He's speaking that word to us. And when Pastor Micah, Cindy, Noah gets up here and speaks, if you have understanding ears, spiritual ears, then you, you should be getting excited. Yeah. It shouldn't be just a few people getting excited about it because it's alive and Jesus is speaking to you. He speaks to you when you study the Word of God. It's God's Word. He's given to us. And we have to be spiritually minded people. Don't look at yourself as a human being. Look at yourself as a spiritual being changed by the power of God. It's time we begin. We, we sing that song, I, I Want to Burn for You. Now we can sing that, we can sing that 500 times. But if those words aren't understood with a spiritual ear, they mean nothing. I don't care how much you speak in tongues, in church and out of church, until we as a body begin to live the Word of God. The Holy Spirit got onto me quite a bit when I was preparing this. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Pastor knows what I mean. Cindy knows what I mean. Steve knows what I mean. Sometimes the message can be very powerful. But if we allow it, it will change our hearts. So I'm asking you. This is, I'm, I'm saying these things to you because I love you. And God loves you. Jesus loves you. And these ministers who speak to you love you. But we can't live it for you. And the thing of it is, it's time that as a church wakes up that you cannot depend on Micah, Noah, Pastor, Cindy, Steve, me, anyone else who speaks to do it for you. We can't do it for you. We can share it with you under the power of the Holy Spirit. But you have to put it into action in your life. Do you, do you really believe the Word? Do you really believe what it says? Do you really believe that God is speaking specifically to you? Not your neighbor. Not your wife. Not your husband. But those words are the words that Jesus shared with his disciples. Amen. And what did they do? They went out and changed the world. Right. We're sitting here as a, as a result of that, right? You want to change in your life? Do you really want to change in your life? Do you really want to hunger truly for God? Then I, I challenge you to begin reading the word of God 
every day. Asking him to give you spiritual ears to hear him speak the word to you. Ask him to give you spiritual eyes. Ask him to give you spiritual words that you can say about yourself and your loved ones. I am concerned. I get concerned about my brothers and sisters. I heard one minister say recently, and it shook me pretty bad. It shook me up actually good. That do we really know what it means to be disobedient to the word? It's disobedient to God speaking to us through his word and through his messenger. Do we really do we really understand what we are saying? Cindy laid a good foundation to some of this because of her message about when she thinks about Jesus on the cross and what he went through to give her salvation. What he went through. You know, it, it changed her life. You can tell it changed her life. But how can you, I'll ask you, how can you read what the Word of God says of how Jesus lived and how he died, what happened to him, and what he did for you, and what he did for me? How can you continue living the life you live, which is in the world, and stepping your feet into darkness out of the light that he provided for you? It's time we wake up. We want revival. But revival starts with us. He says you are the salt of the earth. You're a light on a hill. If the salt loses its flavor, it's good for nothing but for people to step on it. And why would you have the lamp and put it under a bushel and hide it? call ourselves Christians, which means Christ-like, or can people look at you as a light on a hill? When you call yourself Christian on the job, is the life that they see you live a light that would draw them to Jesus? We can't live for God and abuse the death of our Lord and Savior by not by not accepting what he said what he says in his word to us his word is alive do you really understand that do you really understand that this word is alive don't treat it as if it's dead, but allow it to change your life. Allow the words that the ministers of God sends to speak here to burn. That is one way. 
you can burn for him. Let it burn into you. We have to, somewhere along the line, stop being children. Remember Paul's message about he could not feed, he could not give them any more because they couldn't handle it? He loves us. If you've listened to Pastor at all on his noon hours, uh, messages, noon hour with Pastor, he's been speaking on love, which is my favorite subject. <laughs> I could have spoke about love, I guess, but he did such a good job on it, I, I didn't have much room to cover there. But I, I wonder, do you know how much he really loves you? Is that just a cliche with you? Is that just something you hear? Is that just something the pastor says? But is it a lie within you of how much he loves you? That he sent Jesus to die for you? Do you really love him? Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do my commandments. You'll do what I tell you to do. That's the living word. All you have to do is go and see what Jesus said. And that's his word to you and to me. This is what, if you, if you want people to know you love me, then do what I commanded you to do. If you want me to know that you love me, instead of just doing this, then you live it. You live it. So I'm challenging you. I'm challenging you that it's more than just salvation. salvation. Much more. But you'll only be able to grow as much as you make the decision to grow. Because you can't handle it. The depth of his love, the depth of where he wants you to go, the depth of where he planned for you. You know, the word of God says he's going to wipe away the tears. This is Romy. This is Romy's commentary. I told Vicky this. I believe that what that is is that when we get to heaven, he's going to show us on a big screen or however he decides to do it, this is what I planned for you, Romy. And I look at it, and he said, but this is what you lived. And I'm going to look at the difference between how I lived and what he had planned for me, and I'm going to cry. And he's going to wipe the tears because he loves me. Because he loves me. So I'm going to end with this. Is my time up, honey? Okay, I did pretty good. Usually I run over, I get on rabbit trails. I'm a, <laughs> now when somebody teaches a message like this, shares a message, exhorts, whatever, we put ourselves out on a limb to be looked at. 
but I don't care. Look all you want about me. I'm not saying that bragging. I'm saying it because I know I have a first-hand relationship with my father. I have a first-hand relationship with Jesus. And I have a first-hand relationship with the Holy Spirit. We walk together. We live together. We come to church together. We visit people together. Everywhere. Please understand, it is only through Him that I can say that. I'm not bragging about Romy, the human. I'm bragging about Romy, the spiritual person that he he says that I am bow your heads please Holy Spirit I
and I pray, Father, that the presence of your Spirit would be so mighty in this sanctuary because there's people coming in with expectations on their heart to know and believe that you're going to move among our midst and that lives are going to be changed.